Mm, there she is. Yeah. Mm. So the Zoom lady, we think yeah, she's super hot. It. We don't. We don't mm. know. We can't confirm or deny. But well, we always keep this it. on to the actual podcast so that people can laugh at it. Um, lady. How we uh, fantasize about a Zoom lady. But mm. all right. So one day she's gonna reach out to us. Yeah, like, one, hey one day she's gonna be like, "Hi, I'm the Zoom lady." And it's gonna be and like, "I'm going to be extremely." I just got divorced. Lady, gonna, I don't even know what to say. Zoom the lady. Zoom lady came yeah. and talked to me. I'm sorry, baby. I love you. I gotta go. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> have you ever have you ever met her? No. No, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Just, we just find out that it's a computer catfish. Yeah, exactly. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's pause Damn for about you, Bill Gates. Yeah, Damn let's you. pause for about five seconds and we'll get into it. What's up, trash talkers? What's up, Grunt Works Nation? We are here with your episode of the fifth principle of patrolling. Now, those of you who do not understand what that is, it's because you are lesser of a soldier than the three people you see. All right. We are the ones that have went to the Army's premier leadership school, which used to be a combat school, which still is kind of both. All right. But uh, we have graduated from there. Some people went straight through like me. Um, so also went, I also went straight through Nicholas. Thank you very much. But, uh, we can ask our guest, Phil, if he made it straight through. I did go straight oh, through, but I had the uh, the winter break, so a lot of people don't say that counts. So right, right, yeah. So you got to get. Uh, fat. I remember when I got a vacation from Ranger yeah, School. Wait, exactly. No, I did. I did not. All right, so we have a lot of big news to talk about. Uh, we got hired, so Buddy and I are really good at talking, and we found a way to actually get paid. Nobody ever like, you know, you got to find a way to love what you do and find a way to get paid for it. So Buddy and I got hired. And the fifth principle of patrolling is going on tour. Buddy will be live in Boston, 29 April. In Boston. Him and Marky Mark. Uh, Can't confirm Uh, Marky Mark's going to be there. Uh, He'll probably, maybe maybe Matt Damon. All right, we don't know. Matt Damon's there? I don't know, but Matt Damon might send his secretary, otherwise known as that otherwise known as Ben Affleck. All right. He might send his secretary because he, he's a Boston guy too, but no, he'll be there. We're launching uh, this, the warrior ride with the ultimate sacrifice foundation. And we have a gentleman that is going to ride 3,700 miles on a pedal bike. Can you imagine on a pedal bike riding 3,700 miles? Well, at I first can't. we made the logo with a motorcycle. Cause that's what we thought like was reason. It made common sense that mm. he'd be on a motorcycle. But no, 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 no. This guy, this guy's going on a pedal bike. Hey, do you know that uh, that a pedal bike, like a, a bicycle, will never beat a unicycle in a race? You want to know why? Because the bicycle's too tired, right? It's too tired. Boom! I, I know, I know exactly what you did there, and I like it. Right, so, yeah. Um, he's riding for one of his buddies, fallen comrades uh, from the Afghanistan debacle where we had 13 of our brothers and sisters wounded and killed and more than that. I think it was like 40 something wounded. Uh, and you know, he's, he's riding for a Mr. Maddox and he's starting in Boston. He's going to stop in Bloomington. That's when buddy and I will be together going live from Bloomington, Illinois. And then it's stopping in golden city, Colorado. We'll be there as well. And then in Coronado, California, we will also be there to document it, get it live and help raise donations and awareness for it. Um, again, Veterans are the only ones that are going to help veterans 
as as efficiently as we can. There are probably, I would say, hundreds of thousands of civilians that really want to help, and they do. But if we actually want to make a change, if we actually want to help, all right, we don't need to look out. We don't need to look up. All right, we got to look in. And these guys have started to look in, and they're going to do something. And we're going to help promote it. And uh, they're gonna and they're gonna pay us for it, so that's cool. Um, but no, we we will use all of our platforms and all of our all of our muscle to make this as easy and, and as achievable that they want it to. So the Ultimate Sacrifice Foundation, uh, go check them out. The events are all over our page and all that kind of stuff. But we yeah we will be live for the first time. The Fifth Principle Patrolling will be live on 29 April. I will be remote because I'm officially retiring in about what's the date? Oh. 13 days, baby. All right. Officially out. And then I have my party the next uh, couple days later and buddy, but buddy will be live and we'll catch up now. Now, now there's uh usually we don't have a, that long of an intro to the fifth principle because nobody cared about us until now, but now people care about us. So we had to, had to give them a little bit of a plug. Uh, no, but we do appreciate all the downloads and all that kind of stuff because this is the most downloaded podcast uh, and the most watched one on YouTube minus the signature trash talk hour. So we appreciate y'all you guys listening. And, you know, we're still looking for those guys and girls to come on and argue with us. Right. We, we really want that. We want people who think what we're saying is wrong to come on and debate us. And as buddy, There's always problem with that, Nick. Yeah. We're never wrong. I mean, room. yeah, I, I mean, as a ranger instructor, Yes. I can agree with that. We're never wrong. And even when we are, you were wrong. All right. It's just, it's just, it is what it is. Definitely right. Hey, Sergeant, we didn't commit fratricide. Uh, Yeah, you did. Okay. Even if I, even if with my nods, I was looking the wrong way. I don't care. You're no go. Try again. Okay. Like just figure the fuck out. Um, But yeah. So you see this guy on the screen, his name's Phil. Right. And uh, I don't know if you can really trust anybody named Phil. Uh, and I, I'm going with that with the Phil Mickelson trying to backstab the PGA Tour and start his own Saudi Arabia golf league. But uh, so, yeah, you're pretty much Phil Mickelson to me because of your name. Um, yeah, that cuts deep. So, uh, a, Saudi, a Saudi Arabian golf here is that yeah. just sand trap after sand trap? Is yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's logic, buddy. So I just used his name yeah. and, it, you know, Phil equals Phil. That's math, you know. And uh, yeah. so he's pretty much Phil Mickelson. Um, but no, Phil is a good buddy of mine. Uh, we worked together years ago and we ran into each other and he texted me today and said, Hey, I have a podcast. I got to go on. It's the NCO journal now. Hey, NCO journal, pay attention. We're better than you. And we know it. So if, and I'm going to tag you guys in this, uh, if you ever want some real NCOs on your show, all right. You're looking at three of them and I'm glad you're bringing one of them on. All right. So uh, he's coming on. He's going to talk about a paper he wrote in the Sergeant Majors Academy and it's going to be a really good time, but he was, he was a little nervous. Right. And it's well, because he's, it's because he's been in the Academy for like what, seven months now. And he's gotten a little soft. Yeah. Right. And, <laughs> and, and he's lost his ability to embrace the ambiguity and, you know, just send it. Uh, but no, he's going to do it. Just messing with him a little bit, but uh, Phil, welcome to the fifth principle. Uh, you can, aid in our conversation uh we well, don't thanks for having ever, me nick thanks buddy appreciate it yeah we don't ever really know where it's gonna go uh we just kind of start talking know where it's and, gonna start though well we know where it's gonna start and i but should i let you introduce the topic or do you want me to 
You know what? I think you already did introduce the topic a little bit when you uh, were talking about the Ultimate Sacrifice Foundation and the Warrior Ride. Because let's let's just talk about like so uh, so we're gonna you know ride. Hola, God, how are you doing today? What was that? I saw a flash lightning. Was that God? Did God did God just interrupt you? I think it. No, God just God just said he's right already. (laughs) Yeah. Like, listen to Careful. what I'm saying. That was a, that was a uh, warning. It's, it's for real. <laughs> um, but, you know, when you talked about the, the Ultimate Sacrifice Foundation and the Warrior Ride, you, you already said a mouthful. So you got a guy that's going to ride. He's going to touch the Atlantic Ocean, right? He's going to get on a bicycle, and he's going to bicycle across the United States trying to gain funds and awareness uh, for fallen soldiers, for other veterans, for their families, for, for the entire cause, pretty much everything that, that we as veterans think is important. And it really doesn't matter, name the nonprofit, and they're, they're focusing on something that we as a society, whether you're, you know, what portion of little microcosm of society you're in, think is important, right? Well, just because it says nonprofit, doesn't mean that it doesn't at some point make money that money that they make, common sense, guys, they don't already have that money earmarked for programs. They have to make money so that they can pay for programs that they would like to pay. The chicken has to come before the egg. Ooh, philosophical. Point, right? Yeah. So like, if, if, if you're going to ride 3,700 miles to gain money, you have to pay for tubes for your bike you have to pay for chains you have to pay for a bike he might want to eat in that 3700 miles maybe there's a chance he even wants to stop at like a rest stop or a hotel and take a shower so he doesn't get the worst case of monkey butt since forrest gump made his third lap back and forth across the united states um (laughs) it the the issue that it blows my mind and i think we, we can all pretty much get on the same sheet of music with this is that people look at nonprofits or organizations, even for-profit organizations that are making money for a cause. And they go, well, you know, why are you making money off of it? I thought you were giving your money to people. Like how is the person who thought up the nonprofit making a wage? Well, because that person still has to feed his family and he's giving his time and energy to trying to help a cause. That's why they're making that money. Like, they're not buying Rolls Royces and, and Porsches with it. They're not, they're, they're feeding their family, they're paying their rent, and then they're giving their money now to whatever the cause is. So to say that nonprofits shouldn't make anything or even for-profit organizations that believe in causes shouldn't make any money is you know, generally something that is communist. Like, well, it's, it's something that I've heard said by people that either a don't understand or B have never put any skin in the game to try to help do anything. To, like they, they you know, Wait, let me let me let me cut let me cut you off because you got you went down a triggered portal uh and that that's okay uh that's uh, obviously this is a sore subject for us uh at veteran trash talk because we're not a nonprofit. 
Okay, mm-hmm. veteran trash talk is 100% for profit. And I have to correct a lot of people on that. And one of the reasons we went for profit is because we felt like we can do a lot more good and we could hire more people and we could scale and grow as we see fit to make things happen and make our mission happen. And our mission, again, is to lower the veteran suicide rate to below the national average. All right, that is a very achievable goal. And we figured that if we got everybody in our group, in our family, and we always say this, if you didn't have, if you don't have the answer today, you might have it tomorrow. You might have it a month from now. You might have it a year from now, but just being a part, being a part of that diversity of the group. Now, here's what chaps are high. This is kind of what uh, stemmed it a little bit. And this is what got Buddy triggered. And we've talked about it on the show before is we had a funny design for a Ukraine t-shirt, right? You know, uh, we had a, a buddy of ours. He, uh, he came up with something funny. And, and if you heard Gilbert Godfrey just died, right? And he got a lot of flack for making jokes about tragedies. And he always said, he goes, humor is always right behind tragedy. And he's like, humor is one of the ways we bring awareness to the tragedy and also help get over the tragedy, right? So we ask you that if we, if we think of something funny to help bring awareness to something, right away, what do we see on the thread? Where's all the money for the shirts going? Yeah, are you guys giving all the money to, uh, the, the, to the Ukraine? Are, are you, you donating are you the, uh, yeah. to the Ukraine? Literally to the country of How the fuck Ukraine. do you donate to the Ukraine? Okay. I think you have to you have to set up a deposit slash withdrawal account through the UN. Right. But they're so, not part of the UN, so it'd be some other group. Maybe. So to go with what Buddy was saying is if you want to establish and build a team that can actually put energy and effort into something, it takes money. Right? It takes money. I'd be an asshole if I asked Buddy to do a tour and go away from his family with the fifth principle of patrolling, if I didn't fucking pay him, right? I would just be an asshole. Now, if we were philanthropists and we had a bunch of money, that's a different story. When Elon wants to do this with his money, sure, man, awesome, cool, man. But guess what? Guess how he got that loaded? He didn't get that loaded by giving all of it away, all right? He reinvested it. He built teams. He built He built freaking an entire company right that takes money and in every nonprofit, there's an entrepreneur in there otherwise they wouldn't make any money all you guys whining about nonprofits taking money probably don't have a lot of money all right because you're like why are you giving it away and here's here's the best how much money of the 30 dollar t-shirt that cost 22 dollars to make and $3 to ship is going to Ukraine. Okay. What, what do you mean? But right? if I don't. So uh, maybe if, the people making the fucking t-shirt. t-shirt. Now I'm getting triggered. Maybe people yeah. making the t-shirt should do it. for well, if, I don't, if I don't get so, a t-shirt that says that I support Ukraine uh, for my money, then I don't get the uh, the validation from other people when they see the t-shirt and they say, Oh my God, you're a great person because you 
at this point had the opportunity to give $30 to the Ukraine if you figured it out, but instead you gave a dollar or $2 to the Ukraine and then $22 to the shirt company and $3 to the, the U.S. Postal Service and then X amount of money to the company that had to do all of the work to design and publish it, the shirt and advertise it, get all of that stuff. And, and so now you feel great because you gave $3 to somebody, but really you just bought a t-shirt. Right. Well, it, yeah. and it could be that, but it, you know, it could be stories like that, you know, just released today, you know, you know, through the news, uh, through, you know, black lives matter. I know it's not a veteran thing, but uh, you know, they're under scrutiny because, you know, they just got exposed for buying, you know, a $6 million, million house. house. Right. So I think, I think, so, so I think some people are like, well, how much money is too much? And what are you doing with that money? You know, so, so again, you know, where, where, I guess a lot of people are like, where's the line? I guess maybe some people are, are saying, because again, I'm all about people got to feed their family. People got to make money. But does it get to a point where it's ridiculous of like, you, almost like false flag operations? Like, hey, I'm, you know I'm helping a, you, but here, here I am. So yep. that, that's all I'm going to say. I'm not um, mad at know. Black Lives Matter for buying a $6 million home. I'm not mad at them. I'm mad at the way they message their stuff. But again, we only know that because they got investigated and you don't get investigated until you start making serious money or you're actually, you know, supposed to be for a cause. So this goes, this, this would be a good argument here for the group where, where, where it doesn't make sense, right? It doesn't make sense to me that an NFL player who makes $6 million a year, right? If he's going to be an advocate for social justice, then I want to see what they've done for social justice. I don't care about the money value that comes with it. It's the work and the message. So yes, you do have to worry about PR when you start getting at that level. Because now people are starting to scrutinize where your dollars are going. And I can't imagine that level of scrutiny when veteran trash talk gets scrutiny because we copied an 80 movies logo and put it on a shirt and started getting a bunch of shit for it. We never you know, it was like the logo. That yeah, would like, be infringement. Yeah. That, uh, I mean, no, it's, it's, it's common, uh, well, common here's usage. The, here's the thing, and I can understand that point of view. But what I can't understand is after you have been educated, like you should look into where your money is going, whether it's going to taxes, whether it's going to, you know, Medicare, how are they spending it? If you're giving, if you're donating to a company, you should definitely look into that company and see how much of your dollar is going to the cause that you would like it to go to and why. And then you should find the company that, that gives the most amount to that company, to that cause and how they're using it, 100%. But to get that information and then they say that nonprofit because you don't think that enough of their the money, then don't give to them. But literally, you have said enough by not giving them anything. You are making too much fucking sense right now. That you made. You, you are you are a go at the station. The problem is when they see like twenty two dollars goes to a shirt. This much money goes to the postal service. This much money goes to the advertising and all the stuff that goes into it. This much month, this much money goes to an organization that is helping the Ukraine. P.S. 
The other problem that I had with specifically with ours and the uh, the Ukraine thing, first oh, of all, and we're not we're a nonprofit not, too. By we're the way, we're not a nonprofit. Yeah, a we're not a nonprofit. <laughs> B, the mission of our organization has always been to reduce soldier suicide. I don't know if you've watched the news lately, but surrounding the Ukraine and every NATO nation that's there are a bunch of little fellas wearing funky camouflage uniforms and that have a second US patch on there. And those guys at some point may or may not go into the Ukraine. We don't even know yet. They may or may not fight in the countries that they're in, but at any point they are going to come home. And when they come home, they're going to have the same issues that the GWAT soldiers have. They're going to have the same issues that the Vietnam soldiers have. They're going to have the same issues that the Korea, the World War II, and the World War I soldiers have. And when those soldiers come home, I don't, to be perfectly honest, I don't fucking care about Russia or the Ukraine as much as I care about American soldiers. And that's Absolutely. what I'm here for. So if you give money to this organization who specifically says they give that, that their cause is veteran suicide reduction and the advertisement of veteran-owned companies, veteran-owned foundations, and, and, and veterans that are just doing good things for the veteran community – they don't get pissed off when they make a shirt that says we like chocolate chips, but they don't give to the fucking chocolate chip industry. You know what I mean? Like it, it, they never said they did. Why are you all butthurt? Like learn how to read, learn where your money's going to. And if you don't like it, you have said enough by not giving money to them. If you don't like that St. Jude's is curing or doing research to cure X and Y type of cancer, and you think they should be curing B and C type of cancer, well then, hey, genius, find somebody that gives to B and C and give your money to them. You don't have to call St. Jude's and say, you know what, screw those kids. We don't care about X and Y cancer. My grandma has this kind of cancer. That's not what they ever said they were doing. So why yeah. are you confused? Yeah, I got I got some flack for if any of you that are watching from the Gruntworks Nation uh, that were wondering who was commenting to you on the threads and calling you a dickhead. That was me. All right. That was me. If you were uh, if you were messaging us and yeah. uh, you were wondering who was sending those messages back. Yeah. So uh, like again, like Buddy copy, uh, covered earlier was you could have easily written a thirty dollar check to a church that was helping Ukrainian churches with refugees. You could have done that, but no, you want to say, where's the money for this shirt going? None of your fucking business. All right. None honest, of your... We would tell you, we told people that we did. specifically said the money for the shirt is not going to Ukrainian charities. It's going to, the cause that we said, not the cause that was popular for the day, and you changed your Facebook profile picture to a shade of yellow and blue. Like that also, ooh, we're gonna get into a whole nother thing. <laughs> yeah. People think they can change their Facebook yeah. like child abuse awareness month. Well, I'm gonna change my my Facebook profile to <sighs> some kind of beat up kid. Well, yeah, that's great. I'm sure that that kid that now has a black eye because his dad is still putting his foot up his ass is fucking. Real happy that you. Yeah. Did so again, you anybody listening to this or watching it on YouTube, uh, we appreciate it. Uh, come on the show, message us if you want to come tell us why. Why? All right. It's okay to complain to companies of what they're doing with their money. 
right? Of, of why it's your, any of your responsibility or what skin that you put in the game, all right, is why we should listen to you. And we funny might. Thing is, we might. We might listen to you. You might, already, you might be right. Like we might listen we, to you. We 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 already we already invited. I invited one of the guys that made a huge complaint. Well, I, I do love when they make giant complaints and then automatically block, not knowing that their profile is still on there, and I can still look them up on Facebook. And then oh, I, I remember this guy. Yeah. Thing. I can go back and be like, "Hey, man, what's up? Want to be on the show?" Funny story, they don't answer. They don't want to be on the show because they know they're just as fucked up as we do. They're keyboard warriors. And, uh, and so here we go. Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get Phil in, involved with this because, uh, you know, he's here. But uh, we're actually just trying, to get his, we're just trying to get his feet wet into what a podcast does. Now, when you go on the NCO Journal, it's going to be a lot easier because they're not as cool and as funny as us and not nearly as, like, you know, like high speed. Um, but – Going back to what Buddy said, and then introducing Phil into a question here, you know, you talk about running a major, a major operation, all right? And now when we're talking about the army and do I want my colonel looking down and in, or do I want him looking up and out, right? If the colonel ever has to look down and in, we're in some serious shit. Okay, and then that colonel's been through a lot of education, a lot of training uh, to look up and out and to make decisions when a staff builds his decision for him. All right, so he still doesn't even build the decision, but he's educated, hopefully, enough to already know what's going on. So as his staff builds this plan, you know, he's like, all right, cool, but you guys forgot this, that, that, that. That's what he's there for. All right, that's what he gets paid for, right? That, that is his job. He is supposed to look up and out and then take a minute out of his day to go, okay, show me your plan. And now I'm going to mentor you, yada, yada, yada. Or say, awesome job, promote you, great shit, all right? If you want somebody to run a nonprofit that gets very successful and doesn't buy $6 million house like the BLM movement did, it's probably because their top of their organization is corrupt as shit. And as like Phil and I know, unethical, you know, not moral, right? Where everybody working for BLM, there's probably a large percentage of them that are awesome people, okay? And it's that are trying to make a difference. But then just like Wounded Warrior Project, all right? Wounded Warrior Project does a ton of awesome stuff. And then they got a lot of flack. No, it's going to be Phil's turn, buddy. All right. Well, they I got, got it. Like, but you brought up <laughs> Wounded Warrior. Yeah. yeah. I've heard people recently talk about how trash Wounded Warrior is. And I'll say, I don't really know. I do know that the guy that I worked with from Wounded Warrior was fucking phenomenal. Yes, I, I have been shit, a member of Wounded right? Warrior Project since I was wounded. And yeah. they have done nothing but awesome things for my family. And the people that work for them, the people that do all this stuff have been phenomenal. So if you're giving your money to Wounded Warrior Project, do you understand how big they are? Do you understand what they actually try to do and what they cover? You don't think the guy that's running that operation shouldn't get a paycheck? Like it's a, it's a, it means somebody that's acting as the CEO of a major corporation, right? Because so it's now, a it's okay. a multi million dollar business. If a philanthropist wants to take over an organization like that and not take a paycheck, awesome. All right, but those are few and far between. All right, those are people that you know they just give their money, but you need somebody day to day to run it. All right. And that takes time. That takes time away from your kids, your family. 
right? Other things you wanted to do. Why the fuck would we pay him? But uh, anyways, so they had some problems and they fired their CEO, right? And they fired a bunch of other executives, okay? But the people working for them didn't suck. People working for them were doing awesome work. So Phil, in your experience, uh, you know, being a leader in the army, a great one, by the way, making Sergeant Major here pretty soon in a couple months. And now you're getting your feet wet in the podcast. All right, what is your take on where should you draw the line on what you pay somebody to run an organization? Not act in it, but run it to make sure that you're the guy looking up and out and want this company, this nonprofit to be successful. And go. Ooh. Well, I'm going to go back to the uh, best RI answer you can give is it's METC dependent, right? So, <laughs> you know, like, you know, because again, like you, you can't just be like, hey, I want a million dollars, right? Uh, when, when a company's just starting out, right? So I think it has to be flexible. Um, you know, it just depends. Like right now, I just Google boxed uh, Wounded Warrior Project CEO. He's making 280000 a year, and that is set by the board of directors. So that's, that's what it's saying right there, I, you know. So did you, uh, did you Google box how large of an organization the Wounded Warrior organization is, for example? I, yes. I didn't get Just so I everybody knows, I we don't have any affiliation with Wounded Warriors, right. period, other than Nick and I are members. That's it. I'm a member. I right. don't work with them. I don't make any money off of them. None of that is a thing. No, no. And I would just I would just use it as comparison because we were talking mm -hmm. about it. But if if that company is as big as it is and it does all the great things uh, that, that we've seen them do. Right. And then they're paying that CEO two hundred thousand. Right. You know, so, again, that's not necessarily setting a precedence. I'm just saying that's an example. Um, so I, I would have to say is depends on how successful your company is. How much can you afford to pay that person and still be effective? So and you don't I, know I, that yeah. as a nonprofit until the donations start coming. Right. right. And then maybe who knows if they backwards planned or not. And let's just say somebody goes, Hey, we're going to need a really sweet graphic to draw attention. All right. To our organization. Guess what? Who you got to pay now? Designer. A graphic designer. Yeah. Right. And if you want something that can really bring it home. Now, again, if you can find somebody to do it for free. Well, good. But, but, but if you yeah, want but, the best. Yeah. It, but it goes back to what you're saying, right? You know, just because you have a friend that is a graphic designer. Right. Does that mean that you shouldn't pay him for his services? Right. Exactly. You, you know, like, like I got a buddy that paints. Right. And I, and he did a really sweet drawing or painting, I should say. And, uh, you know, but it would be wrong of me to be like, Hey bro, can I have that for free? Or can I have a discount? Like, no, man, you're supporting what he's doing. Um, and you should pay full price. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, um, I don't know. Kind of, it's kind of, kind of, it's, it's kind of sound so, like you're doing so, the fifth principle there that you're kind of trying to make sense of something. I also just, uh, I just used the Google box real quick. Stop. And this is what I found out just about just because we're using the war, the wounded warrior, uh, foundation as a, you should put this on a whiteboard. Example. And as an example, right? Yep. You just said the CEO makes $258,000 a year, which for a lot of people is a lot of money. Do you know how much money went directly to uh, programs for wounded warriors reported in 2020? 2020? Uh, I don't know, 10 million. $198 million. $198 million. Wow. Imagine being the CEO of a company 
that has to delegate or distribute $198 million in a year. That works out to what? Almost half a million dollars. Well, a little over around 700, beer math, $750,000 per day that you're delegating to to try to make the right decision for the and right to keep the business growing and to, to right keep person. and and to keep donations mm-hmm. coming oh, in. P.S. You are also in charge of getting more donations from other people so that you can either grow or continue to do the same amount of work for for people. And you have to control vetting people that you're helping so that your organization right. continues to have a good name. And he makes two hundred and fifty eight thousand dollars a year a company that deals with that much after money, taxes is like 165 right but but the, but but a company that deals with that amount of funds like say you were an investment firm or say you were you know some type of uh just any company that dealt with 198 million dollars in profits per year that guy's making millions of dollars a year Right. And why? Because you don't want him to fraud you. you so you pay right. them so that, that it's not even a right. question. Yeah, this guy is is working quite a few hours a day, probably closer to 12, 12 hours a day, six to seven days a week, in order to make sure that we, as wounded veterans or veterans, have programs that try to meet our needs. Are all of those programs going to hit the mark every time? No, some of them are going to fall flat on their face. Some of them are going to get ripped off by people like this freaking fake Marine chick that's took $238,000. People are bitching about the fact that the CEO of Wounded Warrior makes fucking $268,000 a year. I haven't seen very many people other than the angry drill instructor or drill sergeant guy that is fucking over the moon pissed off because this person took to the almost the same amount he makes in a year she stole and she's never been anywhere but the VA. But we're mad at him because he deals with all of this pressure, all of these risks, all of this, you know, and he makes, cause he's making money. So before we get back to Phil, yeah, let's, uh, if you're listening still to this point, appreciate it. I'm sure you are if you're a diehard follower. Um, but if you're one of those people that, which again, you're not wrong. We're not saying you're wrong yet, but we just want you to come on and talk about it. If you're, if you can come on here and explain why that guy shouldn't get $268,000 a year, and then you have to back it up with who would you replace him with? Right. And how much and, would they make? And how much would they make? All right. If you can give that to us, we would love to have you guys on. So Phil. Sure. Talk a little bit about your paper that you wrote because you're a big nerd, Sergeant Major now, like uh, well, a sweet, sweet Ranger tab. So well, talk a little bit. Talk a little about that uh, that that paper you wrote that got published somehow, and now the NCO Journal wants to talk to you. Well, so so this this one isn't published yet. Mm. So garbage. Uh, supposed uh, supposed to be in May. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like brought an amateur, I brought an amateur. I'm sorry, buddy. I yeah, thought, I mean, I thought it was published. Well, the other the other three have been published. Well, you don't so, get paid. So you the other three have been published. All right. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, but no, it's on operational art and design. Um, you know, looking at Hitler's failed invasion, uh, you know, of the Soviet Union in 1941, Operation Barbarossa, 
and kind of linking it back to you know what's going on in, in Ukraine the, with, with the, the, Russia, the Ukraine with uh, the you know Russian invasion. So so that's kind of and then kind of tying it back to why that kind of stuff is important for non-commissioned officers and not just officers. Uh, because you hear you hear that kind of stuff from officers all the time. You know they get a lot of credit uh, for all that stuff. Because again, you know, yes, they, they that's what they do. They you know they get that education, so it's part. But at the academy and other places now, that's where NCOs are starting to get that education and understand uh, what that is, so they can be value added, right? So we can we can speak that common language uh, and, and be a part of the, the solution. Sure. So we had Colonel Nightingale retired on the show last Saturday, and he talked about why we're destroying Ukraine, uh, Russia, Ukraine is destroying Russia is because we trained them. All right. We trained their NCOs. All right. We gave their weapons and their NCOs are running small unit tactics right now. And again, if you want to talk about experts in this kind of stuff, this was a guy setting up contra camps in Honduras. All right. So after, uh, after he was uh, an advisor in Vietnam. In, yeah. Like, in SOG and, 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 then, and yeah. then with the 101st during the Tet Offensive, he yeah. only did Grenada. Yeah, and also, everything else. Uh, yeah, the, the rescue yeah. mission and, and help stand up. Uh, so yeah, yeah JSOC. So, so it's the yeah, woefully, uh, woefully, yeah, not not on that level. So, but yeah, no, but I'm just saying he he is right on page with you, and so you're on you're on the right track if Colonel Nightingale agrees with you to where it's the NCOs that do it, and then JC Glick, who's been a guest on this show and the Trash Talk Hour. Uh, he also commented on LinkedIn a couple days ago, uh, showing the best Ranger competition. Did you see that with the guy in the in the ammo box? Yeah. But did you yeah. see that? Yeah, no. I did. Yeah. No, said, it didn't say you, you had no didn't box. say it. Didn't say okay. you couldn't. You know, he's like, don't break my box. It's the only box. The, <laughs> the, only box. Knows, the guy knows that he has outsmarted him, but he's like, come on, bro, just don't fuck this. Yeah, come on, don't, fuck yeah. don't break the box, man. <laughs> but I've only got. What's in the box? But JC Glick took it outside of that and he saw the bigger picture where he was like, This is why you hire NCOs. He's like, When they get out of the army, not because they are disciplined and can show up on time, but as they will think outside the box, they are literally the ones that can act in a second. Buddy is the one that always explains this to people about field grade officers don't make decisions on the fly. All right. They hopefully they never have to. All right. If they have to shit's wrong. Okay. Field grade officers have a staff. All right. It's the NCO's responsibility to make decisions on the fly. All right. It's not the young officer. It's not the captain captain. Sometimes depending on how big the fight is. Right. But even the captain already has a plan. Right. And hopefully, hope, hope, like I said, we're all talking like guys who have been in really good units like we have. So we, we just assume the captain has a good plan. Like, so like, but I think the, the captain and lieutenant always have a plan. Right. But when the plan goes awry, because the enemy for, has a say. Right. They look for experience. And so they look over their shoulder and the NCO goes, all right, guys, like this is what happened. This is how we're going to deal with it. Let's move on. Yeah, that's that's where the, they support each other in getting the job done. I think. I yeah. Think, so, so by the mind. time Juan Ortiz, yeah, I'm calling you out because uh, he's the director of NCO PDD at uh, Nickelco. Um, I'm calling you out to come on the show. 
and in about 12 about 12 days i'll be good enough to talk to you about it because i'll be retired but yeah come on the show and let's chat about the direction of ncoes and let's talk about how we're seeing why ncos need to be tactical and technical experts all right not necessarily writing an apa style not necessarily now again we've covered this in the show before so we're kind of getting off into another rabbit hole uh, of what we've already talked about. So watch our show with JC Glick, retired Ranger commander and, you know, Ted speaker. And he, we talk about what are we really focusing or why are we trying to make our NCOs field grades? Right. They're not supposed to be field grades. They're supposed to be non-commissioned officers. All right. They're the ones that are supposed to make decisions on the fly. And Buddy always says it. Now, Phil, up and coming Sergeant Major, answer this. Where do you, what do you see yourself doing? Now, I want you to answer this in two ways. Answer this in two ways. When you become a Command Sergeant Major in a couple of years, right? Because you have that potential. You're, you're a fucking squared away dude. If anybody doesn't want, argues that, um, and that's HRC being douchebags. But so you make, you make, you make, you make CSM. What, do you see yourself doing on a daily basis and what do you actually think you're going to be doing on a daily basis and go? What I hope I'm doing is what we've always done as NCOs is, you know, uh, you know, advising your officer counterpart the best way that you can, but really being at the troop level, you know, being with the soldiers as much as you can. So, and I think, I think as the battalion CSM, that's probably the last chance that you'll get to do that at the, you know, tactical operational level. Uh, I don't. I don't think that I'll probably go past that level. Um, just because you're old. And aspir- yeah, timeline and aspiration, right? Um, but but it's also the last time that you're going to be around soldiers, you know, on a regular basis, and hopefully not sucked into meetings all the time. Um, is is kind of what it seems like, you know. Um, you know, filling in for for a sergeant major when when they're gone or whatever. It's just like, man, they go to a lot of meetings, a lot, and it's like, and, the, and your officer counterparts in those meetings, so. So, you know, where's that balance between letting the officer go to this meeting so, you know, I can go out and check on the soldiers or vice versa? You know, you know, there's two, two schools of thought, right? Some is like, hey, you have to be attached to the hip and the others are divide and conquer. I would rather be the divide and conquer type. Um, but but again, what do you do when your officer counterpart's like, hey, I want you at this meeting? Well, not, not necessarily yeah. your officer counterpart, but the people above you. So where, what do you see the people above you actually making your day like? You what do you like? Be honest if you can. Uh, what do you what do you see yourself doing as a command sergeant major? What do you actually like? We got what you want, and Buddy has nine triggers in his body. You just hit seven of them, right? So so like 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 like. But because Buddy and I have been talking this whole time, and we got to get back to you. Um, where do you what? And I, I, it's okay if it's a little depressing, but where do you see yourself? in two years as a command sergeant major, what do you see yourself doing every day? Well, two, two years, I probably will not be just wait to say the are. new system. But yeah, if I, if I am, um, I mean, like I said, that's, that's what I want to do. I, I want to take care of soldiers. I want to make sure that they're training. They're doing the right thing as far as not, not worrying about 350-1, like all the time. Like, Hey, why aren't your slides? You got green? a staff for that. But yeah, but again, the CSM and the sergeant majors are getting sucked into that stuff, and 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 I don't think that they should. And again, it's it's not that it's not important, right? Readiness is important, but but what is is more important to me, uh, uh, you know, as an infantryman, is being good at your craft, being masters of our craft. 
So how can you be a master of your craft when you're not training, when you're doing other things other than that, right? I why, think God why? just answered you know, so that for too. For me, that's the frustrating part. So it's, it's getting, you know, cause again, you'll see, you'll see top level, you know, officers talking about getting back to basics and fundamentals and you'll see, you know, you know, company level and below talking about that's important, but somewhere in the middle, you know, it, it just gets all kind of crazy just because of all the requirements that are coming down. So, so for me is how do I mitigate all that stuff? So my guys and gals can say, focus on what's really important, which is training, um, because that's how you win wars. Right. If you're good at your craft, as Ukraine is showing. So that that's hopefully what I'm doing is, you know, keeping all that stuff or as much of that stuff away from my formation as possible so they can stay focused on what they really need to do and mastering their craft. So when when and if they get called upon, they're ready to go. That's uh, hopefully what I'm doing. I love it. I love that. I put you on the spot. So those of you listening and watching right now, the Phil literally texted me five seconds before I brought him on here. And I'm like, jump on now, bro. So he's about to be a CSM and this will get watched by your boss. He watches this show. So uh, your boss will watch this show. And, and, and again, I what are we out of the frame? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, what, 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 what are we teaching our NCOs to do? Volley should have went volley down. Yeah. Right. Sorry, but again, again, what are we teaching our NCOs to do? And now we're off the topic of nonprofits, which is fine because I think we already beat that to death. Like, you know, and we already like, proved that we were right. Common yeah. Sense. Well, we'll see if somebody can prove us wrong, but we definitely need somebody to come on and tell us why, you know, I, I got it. It's a great NCOER bullet that you developed the program that for sharp. And so I'm going to have the guys in ALC write a six page paper on sharp and APA style. Okay. Awesome. Okay, why why are they not writing it on the the all the weapon systems in a squad? Yeah, no, I, I think I think it's a fair point. I think we could we could do a better job on the topics we pick, but I think the the importance of education. But you talked about it earlier, right? People don't research, you know, who they're giving to, then they're upset, right? So if you're not educating yourself, uh, you, you know that that's part of the problem, right? You're not learning, you're not growing. So I, I think well, you need to right, but we can we, we should tailor the education part of it to what their freaking job is, right? Right. So right. their yeah. job their that's job right. is the point that understand what a restricted unrestricted report is and send them to the right place, not write a right. six right. page paper on it, buddy. I know you're chopping. Let's go. Oh, I'm dying. I'm so fucking dying. I, 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 I only interrupted the, you because I knew I, you were dying. So yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I agree. <laughs> I agree with everything. Phil, I agree with everything you're saying. He's a ranger. Um, and I also realistically see that there is a, uh, it's very hard not to get sucked into that wormhole of checking your emails all the time and going to, going to meetings with the boss because the boss says so. But my other argument against that is at this point, you're a, E9 in the United States Army. What the fuck are you going to do to me if I say, no, sir, I'm not going to go to the meeting. And here's why I'm not going to go to the meeting. From nine o'clock in the morning until 11 o'clock in the morning is my time to go visit the guys. I'm not going to check emails. I'm not going to go to your meetings. I'm not going to do any of that stuff. I'm going to check the guys, right? Um, and, and making other people understand that is a, it, you know, saying it is completely different than doing it. And it, it seems to be a bridge too far for a lot of sergeant majors. Um, I remember back in the olden days when it wasn't that big a deal and battalion sergeant majors was all, were always around the formation. They also didn't have the, the emails that they had to answer. They didn't have 
all of the other stuff that they had to do, right? That being said, as far as the education, I think education is important. I think that writing a, an APA or a MLA or whatever Chicago style paper you want to write is fine. The problem is like, for instance, I went to the master leader course for special forces while we were there. We uh, are basically our capstone was doing a uh, environmental assessment uh, of the Ukraine and a strategic war plan for uh, or a, a, a carbon matrix for the entire Ukraine. And, and what year was we that? Attack if we were attacking uh, 2018. Weird. Um, yeah. That being said. <laughs> Get him his dinner. Said, yeah. Look at me. Like a, like I got a little fella. Anyway, Boy, if I'm not off by 6:30, you better get my food. Better have that food, child. Get that food here. I swear to God. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that being said, we did this strategic analysis of the Ukraine, and we did uh, a carbon matrix of, of, and then we talked about logistics of pulling people from, you know, depots and Kaiserslautern, all these other places, right? We we did all this stuff, and the entire time I was infuriated, infuriated the entire time because. There are plenty of other things that as a, a, you know, if you're going to MLC, you're about to be promoted to that rank. Why am I not doing like a, a concept for a JSET or a concept for a deployment? Why am I not talking to other people about their concepts? Why am I not writing papers on the environment, the, the operational environment of right. Southern or, you know, the ERB or something else? But those, those plans were dictated by, I mean, to be honest, those plans were dictated by the Sergeant Majors Academy. Correct. Those, yeah. those lesson plans were developed and, and dictated by the Sergeant Majors Academy. All right, Nickel Co. Well, Nickel Co. Yeah, sorry. Well, who seemed to be, from an outside perspective, because I, I haven't been to the academy, but seemed to be more interested in the appearance of professionalism and education. Than actual professionalism and actual education, 100%. because in our field, in our field, professionalism, professionalism for an infantry E5 looks like a dirty motherfucker who's got dirt, grime, and gunpowder all over his face because he's a professional infantryman. That's what it looks like. It doesn't look like somebody wearing a suit. And, and he's also the guy that understands, you know, the priorities of work. And I'm being a professional by taking care of my soldier by making sure that one, they're not racist. Two, they're not sexist. Three, they PT. All right. Four, they can shoot their weapon. All right. And five, they clean the motherfucker after they're done with it. Right. And like, he also understands the nuances <laughs> of, of making a patrol base and then giving his guys that are laughing or, or intersecting sectors of fire and and not only giving them like a general direction, but a cardinal direct or a, a, a you know degree is to their left and right limit. And, and all of these other things, that's what a professional looks like at that level. So why would we make that guy write a paper? on you know something that's three or four levels higher than he 20, that he would 20 never, levels that, 20 levels higher that he would never deal with you know just so that we can so we could puff our chest out to other services or to other people and go yeah well my e5s my e5s write really good letters yeah they do they, they write really good papers but they also don't know the mass effective range of their saw and that's what's more important what is their job? What is their profession? And, and what are we training them to do? Perfect. Like, I, it, I, I, it, that's I, where I, I have a problem with the, I guess, the education system in the Army. I feel like education is important. A smarter Army is 100% a better Army. 
Right. And you like can't J- argue that. You can't use common sense to not right. argue that. Right. And like JC, to- JC articulated it very well when he said it because he's a colonel. So he said it better than we did. We just cuss and make fun of shit, you know, and it's like, but, you know, he articulated it very well. And he said, taking care of the soldier's mind is the most important thing. If you can take care of their mind and actually help their mind grow, then anything is possible with that soldier. So like, that's where that hits home. But again, we start to lose focus because of what buddy just said, we think. So if anybody wants to come out and argue that we welcome them. Here's my, here's my question. Why aren't we, why aren't we teaching? Okay. If if you have an NCO, why aren't you teaching NCO? Why aren't you sending them to a, you know, sports nutrition class to become sports nutritionists? Why aren't you sending them to a, uh, sports like a, a personal because we already dumped stuff. millions and millions of dollars in that stuff H- like i H- said yeah H2F, holistic we, health fitness we, master fitness trainers and we're trying to get you know muscle activation we sponsored our show to start with into that as well so it's like yeah. and they're in there they're in, they're in the bed now so we've actually accomplished that uh veteran trash talk did those guys are now in the in the h2f program and they're working their way up the ladder with it so hundred percent. We spend so much money on the guys that all the NCO really needs to know is where to send a soldier that he cares about. All right. It's not the NCO's job to make sure you know how to balance a checkbook. It's not the NCO's job to make sure that mm-hmm. no, it's his job to understand what's wrong with the soldier. Right. It's his job to send him to the person that the government pays $80,000 a year to sit his ass in a fucking office and handle those problems. It's like, hey, I need you to go over here. Okay, a week later, didn't get fixed. Guess what you do, Sergeant E5? You walk his ass down there, right? You walk his ass down there, and then you sit in the meeting with him. Hey, how come you didn't fix this, right? Because I understand this program. I understand what you're supposed to do. But instead, you got some guy saying, hey, the sergeant's supposed to handle that. No, I'm not, I'm not a financial advisor, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a social worker. Like, I'm not the one that's supposed to fix your fucking marriage, right? I'm the one that's supposed to identify that there's a problem in your marriage. And then that problem in your marriage is causing your performance to decrease. So now I take you to the person that's supposed to do it. But uh, Phil, let's give you the last word. And I hope we got your feet wet on the podcast. And uh, let's give you the last word. I doubt remember, that the uh, NCO journal is going to go anything like this. Yeah, the NCO journal will not be as fun as this. It might be. I don't know. Uh, you can you can be. text me later. But, yeah, but, uh, well, you can come. You can come on with me. Uh, yeah. you know, you'll be my plus one. Yeah, just oh, remember, just remember, everybody. The the fifth principal will be that. live for the first time, 29 April. We will be live, mm-hmm. and buddy will be in Boston. If you can make it to Boston, go there. Right, we'll go get there the and same support it. We're going to have a blast with the warrior ride and riding 37 miles to honor the fallen in Afghanistan on the withdrawal. So Phil, the last word. I don't know what that means. You get, you get to say uh, it. The last you thing get to say whatever you want. Happened. You could be like Rumspringer. So uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> you gotta, yeah, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're going to lead them into it. You get, yeah, you got to. All right. So let's say here on my whiteboard, this is the word. And there's like two words before it. You have the last one. 
So like, oh, that okay. oh. So see now that you're on the white, see, now that you're on the whiteboard, I told you you needed a fucking whiteboard, buddy. See now that, see that, see now that you're on the whiteboard, I get it. It makes so much more sense. Uh, if I had a PowerPoint, we would be done. We, we already, we'd be done. I've already stopped recording. If we had PowerPoint, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. I, I appreciate you all having me on. Uh, this was uh, very informative, a lot of fun. Um, you know, I, I think you guys are doing great things uh, for the community, and uh, you know, hopefully. People aren't giving you all the shit that you guys uh, you say that they are, but uh, I think you guys handle it really well. Uh, definitely doing way way better things, you, you know, than than the most of us are, and and uh, I think that's awesome to see. You know, non commissioned officers getting out there, getting after it, and uh, and helping the community. So I, I think it's fantastic. Um, you know, like I said, I still don't know what I want to do when I grow up. I'm, I'm living my childhood dream right now. So, uh, until that changes, maybe like I said, down the road, I'll come, uh, come a knocking for, for a job in the organization. So, but, but I'm just, pay you thanks, thanks a lot. <laughs> Nothing. Buddy, huh? buddy Ouch, just took man. away his last word, but, uh, we'll see you on the 29th in Boston. I mean, We're heading to Boston. 